Welcome to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show number 252, with your host, Lauren Gray. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hospitality Marketing, the podcast. I am your host, Lauren Gray, and this is episode number 252. So each week we spend around 20 to 30 minutes sharing the most interesting tools, news, and techniques being used in marketing for the hospitality industry. We also do a quick recap of our weekly live video show, This Week in Hospitality Marketing, which also airs every Friday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern U.S. time. So with that, let's get started. And now, today's new resource tool. So our tool this week, or actually tools this week, are a review of um, two different platforms that I get from AppSumo. One that, of course, has been pretty much a mainstay in its industry type for a long time, that's Hootsuite. But the two that I'd like to add to that conversation with Hootsuite is Publer, P-U-B-L-E-R.io, and Socialbee.io, Socialbee.io. These platforms are aggregate platforms, much like Hootsuite is, which allows you to uh, bulk load up your scheduling for your posts on social platforms, all different types of platforms, so that you can be a, ahead of the game. Uh, oftentimes people think that social media is this spontaneous, oh, I should post this now, or oh, let me drop that in right now. But actually, it's a very strategic, timely, timeline, choreographed conversation. It's an open timeline dialogue. Uh, and these tools are very helpful and supportive in that process. Uh, Publer.io has been very successful in integrating itself into um, adding multiple platforms, creating bulk loads, much like Hootsuite, which has been a feature that a lot of these other platforms don't tend to have is the ability to literally put into an Excel sheet, date and times of what it is that you want to post, content of what you post, links of what you want to post, images you want to use for those posts, and then literally bulk load that up onto the platform. Hootsuite has been one of the few that have been able to do that for a long time. And now Publer is one of those other ones. Now, there have been other platforms. We're not going to go. There's Pandora's box of these, actually, uh, that do all this type of, you know, loading and scheduling and so forth. I, I, there's alternative platforms we've talked about before that from a um, authoritative point of view, like Planable, which allows you to post but not actually authorize. The only one person or a couple of people designated can authorize whether that scheduled post goes out. So there's a, a gatekeeper, as it were. Well, these platforms do the same thing. Uh, there's a gatekeeper that if it's not approved, it doesn't go out as scheduled. Um, Plantable has a calendar and so forth, and that's nice. We're not, we've talked about it on the show before, the podcast before. We want to talk about these bulk upload capabilities, this way of strategically looking forward into what it is you want to talk about and the timetable associated with it and why you'd be talking about certain topics and so forth. And these tools, Publio, um, uh, Publer, excuse me, and uh, Social B are two additions to that conversation. Hootsuite, I think, in my personal opinion, has kind of sat on its hands for a while, happy and content to be on top of the pile. And because of that, they've given a lot of uniqueness away to the market as other upcomers like Publer and Social B have come into play. Uh, one of which and is very strong with Social B, and that is it allows you to uh, be offered volunteered content it helps you designate content that could be helpful in your strategy as to topically what it is you want to speak about. We talk about writer's block and so forth. Social B has a component to it that allows you to 
selectively choose things. Now, we've talked about other platforms like Social Horsepower, and there are variations to all of the things I'm talking about today. And if you'd like to, to know any more about those, you can, of course, look them up on Google, but also you can go back into um, our archives and podcasts and see them indexed and referred to, and you can listen to our comments and suggestions as to their usabilities in the past tense as well. And I use all of them for different capacities as well, so please don't think that these are the newest over those. These are differences to those, and that is socialbee.io and publer.io. They allow their own unique feature abilities, but they also have their value propositions as to how they're used for, both for evergreen content, scheduled content, bulk uploads, suggestive content based on topics of interest. It, there's other platforms we've discussed that help you with your creative content. There's already shelves of creativity that's been create that's there, and you just have to modify it to your own message. All the fonts, the colors, the images, there's catalogs of images to use. You can use your own images. There's, like I said, a Pandora's box of variations as to these platforms that will help you with your social posting. These are two that I feel have usefulness in our context today, which is about our technique of the week. Now, for this week's hospitality technique. So, our technique this week is about, so what do we talk about now? We've gone through and are in, through, in the middle of the pandemic. We are in our own strife right now with the uh, um, protests and unfortunately the rioting which is not protest that is um anyway we're not going to go political today but there the we our, our world is in flux our society is in flux and we as hoteliers and hospitality professionals and restaurateurs are all in flux as to how do we get ourselves out there what do we talk about now of course uh early stage conversation is about what we're doing about making people 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 feel safe about traveling with us. We had this discussion about videography and, and video content to help walk through guests on our properties or our facilities for them to better understand what it is that we're doing on their behalf and our staff's behalf of keeping people as safe as possible given the fact that we are still unfamiliar with what to do about COVID and how it affects people. And we don't want to put people unduly at risk or get them sick uh, for our, our negligence of not keeping track of how we keep things clean, our housekeeping standards change and so forth. So there is that messaging about what we're doing. But what's next? What is it that we talk about now? I mean, we don't want to get political about our, our conversations. We don't want to certainly as a business have the necessity to try to start justifying our political perspectives to this. We're looking to do what we do best as hoteliers and hospitality professionals, as the heart of the servant. We're here to provide for those who want and need our services, the best service safely as possible. So we have to look at our conversational dialogue. Now, the reason why I brought the tools that I did, Publer, Hootsuite, Social Bee, and referred to yet others in the Pandora's box of choices and toolboxes, is we need to look at our forward-thinking conversations. Not just what we think we should be talking about at this moment, because as we all know, what is at this moment may not be at the same moment tomorrow. We know how quickly our conversation of COVID changed from it to the, to the protests. Um, what's next? What could be next? Um, we don't know. Uh, yet for us, we have to begin to put a dialogue together for those that, as fatigued as we are about these conversations, we need to bring them back to the conversation that we're related to, and that is travel and hospitality. Now, to do this best, and we've had this conversation both on the live show many times and also on this podcast, is the development of personas. The critical look, the uh, the, 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 the very granular look as to who comes into our door for what reason at what time of year. Now, 
a lot of that has turned into uncertainty. Uh, people that were traveling for events, that events were canceled for, for business cycle, the business was canceled for, for conferences, the conference was canceled for. Those dialogues are out of our context at this point. We don't know right now whether the very same uh, event that is still scheduled in August in your market, making something up, is still going to be actually running in the market. And if so, who is going to be willing to get there and at what conditions of interest are they willing to look at making that decision for? Whether it be the cleanliness issues and videos we just talked about, whether it's the assurances of the safe travel from wherever they're at to wherever that they need to get to to enjoy this event, the density, the amount of people that are allowed to participate in the event. There's so many questions as to what will motivate or allow a person to get to that ZMOT. We've talked about that zero motor transaction. Um, that says, you know what, it's worth it. I feel safe. I know I can get there. I, I believe I have enough understanding of what I need to understand to make myself make myself feel safe that I can get there. I'm going to go there. Now, for others who have different criteria, they have different criteria. So we have all these different personas. Now, um, and it'll be in the show notes for this podcast, obviously. Uh, interestingly, Social Bee did put out a really nice persona builder. It's a, a relatively long article, how to create uh, buyer personas in social media. Uh, 71 pages actually it's really good and it's not that that's just happened to be that when I brought in social media as the dialogue for our podcast for tools this week I saw that they were offering this and pulled it down and it's a very nice actionable step-by-step methodology as to how to create personas now if you're not familiar with what personas are personas are the avatar creation of your guests that you're targeting now this changes quite regularly it's not a once set and forget the same person doesn't walk into your door day in and day out and ironically for all the personas that if you had done this before or even went through this exercise that you had in times past they need to be reevaluated you need to look at whether or not they still are accurate for the type of guest that is going to come into your hotel at that time that you create that persona for now let me explain personas are kind of an amalgamation of aspects that you are familiar with as to what drove that person in, whether they're by gender, whether they're by um, age, whether they are by income, whether they are by family status, whether they are by motivation of travel. Now you've heard us said many times before that there are different fragments that we put into our social context when we talk that are interest-based, whether it is cultural, uh, whether it's culinary for food, whether it's off the beaten path is for discovery, soft adventure, family travel, romantic getaway. These are all aspects of the motivation of travel. Uh, you have others that we are still in flux with, which is business travel. Why they're traveling, for what purpose, conference travel, event travel, uh, business cycle, that because your market is uh, the place where most people go during that time of year, say, for instance, Key West in Florida during summer or something, or not summer or fall, whatever those variations are, those are your business cycles on top of your event-driven, holiday-driven um business cycles you know summer travel for family going to amusement parks is a business cycle so all of these things are in consideration when you create these personas people that you think you're talking to when you write this messaging and posting on social now as we often discussed before social is a timeline social isn't about a jump in and here's my rate and date and of course especially in these given times especially not now rate and date is not of the concern right now it is more about safety security methodology and what is there to do if I get there or if I'm passing through what it is that I feel safe and coming through with. So our method of conversation has to change a lot too. So in this timeline, 
if there is an event that you still feel has a durability to it, that people will be coming for it in, in spite of or in deference of or feel more comfortable later down the road of that they're going to come to, then you begin to go backwards from the event. What person attends these? What person historically has attended these? Are they of what age? Of how much money does it take for them to go there? Is this an expensive event, a very affordable event? Is it a family event? Is it a... Uh, uh, an age-based event? Is it a uh, interest event like music? Is it that event? Uh, you begin to identify aspects of them. Well, they love they love jazz or they love rock and roll. And these are all real filterable things on our social media platforms that you can target your postings for. So you piece these pieces together to create a buyer persona. And it doesn't have to, it, granularity is great, but at first just putting a stick in the sand and creating some aura around it as to whom this person might be in generalities will help you a lot in determining what it is you want to say to them. And then how soon do you want to say that to them? So here's this event on XYZ date, let's say October. Let's put it far enough out to think there's some safety margin to it. Now, you know that it, it that in your history of this event, your booking window is usually 21 days prior to that, that it opens up. And that you know that that's your prime booking window was 21 days up. That, that allows for airline travel to come into market. That allows for drive tracking travel to come into market, whatever it may be. And you know that that's the time that you get your increased conversions and so forth. Well, that means that that, that moment 21 days forward from the revenue management perspective is the conversion, the ZMOT. That's when people are making the process of decision as to purchase or not to purchase. But that is not the time you begin to talk to them. That's the time you begin to rechange your conversation from what you've been talking to them about prior to them to what you have available for them to make a decision on. So that goes even farther back into the research and discovery phase, the mysterious land of marketing, where you begin to look at trends of interest. When people are looking at your market for this event, what, what is that, that impact? And we've gone through lots of tools in these past few weeks as to how to determine trend and trend analysis and explore and discover where people are coming from, for what reasons, when do they start searching? So when do you begin? Now, that may be your advertisement phase, but when do you begin prior to that to join the dialogue? And that comes from defining your interests from the very personas that you've created, where what they're interested in, and you begin to look for those conversations on social. You begin to helpfully contribute to those conversations, not from a cell of a room and rate, but from a while we're excited about this too and did you know that there's a little tidbit of information about that and those are fragmented by the type of reasons for their travel if, if it's for this event in particular then it's a talking about the event if it's because it's associated with the fact that there, it opens up a season of, of of soft adventure then you're also talking about all the other things that are going on because of this is the kicking off part of that whatever the content of dialogue is you as your hotel your restaurateur know this best and from there, the weeks and days ahead of that is when you begin to put that content into your social media. And that's when you begin to lay out from if you kept any historical data of your social engagement, what days are best. Now, we've talked about social media tools that help you determine this, like Social Insider and what have you, that will help you figure out when is the best days of engagement where people see your posts or engage with your posts and what posts kind of time that they like. Do they like the videos, the images, which is most of the time the videos and the images? Do they like links to things that they didn't know about? These are all things that you test and try if you haven't already done it in the process of talking to this audience, this persona audience that you know is coming towards this event. And this is weeks ahead of the event itself, months in some circumstances, that you begin this engagement process of conversation. Again, it's not showing your lobby, your pool, your room. It's not talking about you. It's talking about the event 
and what to do and what's around and you begin to slowly add into that conversation your proximity or whatever value proposition you have whatever you've done in collaboration your sponsorship your relationship whatever that is it slowly gets peppered into the conversation your frequency of how often you post what days you post what time of day you post are all based on how people engage interact either it has been historically or you're testing this out for your first time doing it now so these tools i was talking about where you begin to schedule out multiple posts at different times of day with different content and different images or video pieces that you have to create for yourself and you monitor those engagements to determine oh you know what thursdays at two seem to be really good for this type of audience engagement they seem to always be interested in what i have to say during that time so let's now do a b or multivariate testing is it the image is it the video is it the text is it the link you change it and if, the, if it goes up or down, then you know that you've begun to refine that messaging even more so. And these tools, these social insiders, the, the, the Publer, the, the Hootsuite even, uh, are tools that do that for you. They, they allow you to take and put out in a scheduled format what it is you're planning for far ahead so that you're not rushing to react, you're rushing to pro-react, pro, pro, pro pro-react. <laughs> Um, you know the word. Anyways, it, uh, to, to be proactive. Thank you. Boy, that was a hard one to get out. Um, you're looking forward to what you need to do next. You modify your scheduling. So you are weeks ahead of what you already have in the, the breach, so to speak, as to what you're going to be talking about, at what time of day you're talking about, what day you're talking about that. So you can make modifications based on engagements that you're monitoring. You're spending more time monitoring than you are creating because you are so far ahead of your postings being scheduled on these platforms that it allows you the opportunity to be very granular in your perspective as to what they're engaging with and how they're engaging with. So because of that, you now can continue the dialogue with them in a very engaged way. And given our current times and circumstances, people are looking for that aspirational conversation. They want to talk to you about how pretty the beach is. They want to talk to you about how beautiful the mountains are. They want to talk to you about the joy of being able to go visit the place that you are in right now and to enjoy and experience a relaxing travel experience safely or whatever those conditions and criteria of conversations are. So what we talk about now is not about what to do tomorrow or this weekend per se, as it is talking forward enough thinking as to the things that people should be interested in wanting to hear more about because it is something that they enjoy doing and people want to go back to the joy of doing it. So if you're blocked as to content or context of what you're talking about now, these are some suggestions that you begin to lay out. It's a methodical process in the sense that you're just not what comes out of the top of your head sometimes. Um, oftentimes engagements and reactions from people and what they comment on lead you to more suggestions as what you should dialogue and continue looking at. Um, all those things help you refine what it is you want to speak about and it gives people a reason to keep engaged with you so that when it does come closer to the time of Zmot, the choice of, of transaction to, um, creation, they feel that they have, can make a safe, comfortable, informed transaction decision about you. And so that is our technique of the week. So what do we talk about now? And next is... Now, this week's hospitality news that you should know. So news and show review. We had a lot of fun. We had the privilege of having Melissa Cavanaugh from Fuel Travel come back for their fifth installment of their uh, travel sentiment study that they started just at the beginning of COVID. Of course, always hindsight's better. They always wish that they had a baseline prior to COVID so they have some comparison analysis, but it was actually inspired through COVID that 
travel sentiment, they have gotten much better in segmenting and separating their questions to better define and refine the audiences that are engaging with their survey. They have almost 5,000 people uh, engaged with this past survey, which is very enough, very much a large enough sample size to have trend analysis be accurate. And we went through lots of fun notes to that, way more than we can talk about in our podcast at this particular moment. I highly suggest you go back and listen to our live show. Uh, most of the show, an hour and a half of it, minimum if not more, was dedicated simply to going through item for item what the, the survey was actually showing as insightfulness as to who's traveling for what reasons, why, what is their motivations, what are their concerns, um, and, and, and demographically, and uh, who are they? So fun conversation with Melissa on it. Again, we always love it when she gets to make it, uh, join it back with her cohort in crime, who is our regular co-host, Stuart Butler, both from Fuel Travel. Also with us early on the start was Stephanie Smith with Cogwheel Marketing, uh, Mr. Ben Hanley, and Tristan Haywood with uh, 3 and 6 Marketing um, of England. They're, they're brilliant guys uh, putting together quite the, the evil plan to take over the universe. Uh, lots of insights and questions that came from them, obviously, as we continue the conversation. New to us uh, was Adele Gutman Malin. Uh, Adele is who I knew her to be. Uh, she's been uh, with the library collection for as long as I can ever remember. She uh, has the distinction of being the only person that has been able to have the top four hotels and TripAdvisor in the world. One, two, three, and four. And she has been the person that was created that. She has a method to hotels being good in their reviews, not just TripAdvisor, but Google and what have you, by creating the culture that creates that service level that creates those standards. And it was great to have her on the show with us. Also uh, popping in from us was Dean Schmidt, formerly of DerbySoft. Uh, Metasearch Maniac. He knows Metasearch better than just about anybody that I know. The ins, the outs, the who's, the does. Uh, it was great to have him always on it. And of course, Lily Mockerman, who uh, has a great podcast on revenue management and is also a part of uh, TCRM and, uh, Services and Thinks Up Enterprises, which does revenue management services. So great to have all of everyone on. Um, we were talking a little bit about the, com- the comparison uh, after talking about Melissa's numbers was Airbnb. Uh, how they're out against the hotels right now, trying to say that they are safer than hotels because of the minimization of the number of people that you engage with. It's kind of a splitting the hair of a bald man kind of thing, I guess. Um, I contest that to some degrees because there's also a lack of standardization that they have. So it was an interesting back and forth dialogue with that. Um, We talked a little bit about what is different between Airbnb and hotels in the sense of operations and expectations. Um, I contested in one of the articles, by the way, Robert Cole always provides us a great contextual list every week, which he provides free to everyone that wants to sign up for it at Rockshita. If you would like to get a copy of yours, well curated list, brilliant man, unable to join us recently on the shows because of his dedication of work to JD Power. Um, but if you would like to sign up for his newsletter that we get, and that is at uh, bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash rock cheetah, all lowercase. Sign up there and you'll get the same list that we referred to these articles. Of course, all of these articles and links are available on our live show recast and uh, show notes links that you can find, which I'll tell you a little bit later. Um, so anyway, we're talking all about these different aspects that he gave us as, as great contextual things. One of the articles he brought up was big brand CEOs predict eventual return to golden age. I say it's too soon, too fast, and I don't think it's going to be the same, even if it is. Um, Lily disagreed with me to a slight degree. Fun back and forth about it. Um, and for me, this ends to something I would like to be as the feature news piece. 
because I believe it needs to have a more expanded conversation than even what we got to on the show. And there was an article from Focuswire that says, experts say buyer beware when it comes to Expedia Partner Recovery Program. I would like to add that that link, which is on our show notes for the podcast today, also is expanded to Google's commission-based model being now mainstream. If anything doesn't reek of OTA insertion, that's the one that does. Uh, Expedia is saying that it has to have all inventory availability on and on and on for this discount relationship to exist. There can't be closed doors, so forth and so on. Uh, they're going to be doing lots of things when it comes to, to uh, bulk rates for wholesalers and so forth. Basically getting into revenue streams they never had a chance to before as they try to rebuild their empire. Google on their side with this commission-based model they're relying upon the weakness that a lot of hotels don't have a lot of money in the coffers to do their own ad and marketing campaigns and here's this wonderful commission model that google is going to offer you that you don't have to pay unless you actually book and actualize on and uh, it's lower than other things that are in the market right now so a lot of hotels and this might be something that does help i had this discussion with max sarkoff on linkedin he felt that it was a great rescue tool and i says great rescue tool maybe but Unfortunately, our industry is prone to complacency and laziness, and we turn it as a crux, and that's exactly what Google wants us to do. He agreed to that component, but feels that it's still a useful tool for hotels to get kind of out of their hole right now, back into the market with minimal amounts of money because they're only having to pay for what's actualized. And to that I say yes, but caveat to it, buyer beware, is if you get lazy with it and replace your marketing strategy with it thinking that oh well google will just keep doing it for us yes they will until they run everybody else out of business they're the only game in town and up goes the rating so i do think that uh, we have to be aware of these uh, wolves and sheep's clothing as to they offer these great services but they also ask a lot of us in in the usage of them as well so that was my news article of the week there. So remember, you can find us on Google Play, Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn, da, 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 36, actually 37 uh, platforms and uh, 38 platforms, counting. good gosh. Um, we're even on Amazon Alexa, Google Assistant, and Siri. Just ask to play the Hospitality Marketing Podcast on any of those. And no matter which one you may use, if you like the show, please rate us and leave a comment. That will help others find our content. Also, if this is your first time hearing us, you can subscribe to our show on any of those 38 platforms as well. For an archive of all previous podcasts, you can go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash podcasts. That's with an S. And don't forget our live video talk show that you can join and participate in every Friday, 1130 Eastern U.S. time called This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the live show. Right now, we're in about 32 countries at this point, about over 25,000-ish a week, which is great. Or you can simply go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash live, and there you can see an archive of all 252 shows of the live show as well. Again, thank you for the privilege of your time, and we look forward to talking to you next week. You have been listening to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show 252 brought to you by Hospitality Digital Marketing in support of the HSMAI, the Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International All Rights Reserve Copyright 2020.